the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. What always happens... That's why you have people, even in our in government, not calling it for what it is. And we've got enemies within. We really do. Open borders for so many years have just allowed all these people to come in unvetted, unchecked. And that's why many people are worried. And you look at mainly who's coming in, guys in their 30s by themselves, not Hispanic. you got to be careful. doesn't mean we're unloving. The government is not supposed to turn the other cheek. That's my job. The government is not supposed to care for the sojourner and the pilgrim. That's my job. What's the government's job? To restrain evil, to protect. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of this timely message from Pastor Shane titled, Israel, what's going on? What can we do? With the recent unrest in the Middle East, Satan would try to use this opportunity to sow fear, doubt, confusion, and disillusion into the hearts of believers. How can we tell who is telling the truth? What voices to believe out of the many that seem to reverberate all around us? Pastor Shane confronts this tactic of turmoil from the enemy and makes evidence of how God's living word has stood the test of time throughout the ages. How we may find our sanity through the grip of this chaos if we would surrender all to Jesus and allow His Holy Spirit to reign supreme in us today. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. Israel, what's going on and what we can do? I'm in Revelation 8. What's going on? Anyone confused about what's going on? You hear the different opinions out there and... Um, I, I was kind of surprised. I lost some followers on Twitter and Instagram and people sending me these mean, nasty things on just because we stand with Israel, you know, but they did this to the Palestinians and they did. And hey, from their vantage point, right from their vantage point, see, that's the key. You have to get the right information. You have to get, go to the right source. Thank God we have God's word, but you can also look at history and I don't know how anybody can defend the murdering of children and women and what they did. You cannot defend that. Your argument is tossed to the ground and, and stomped on to say that they have um, uh, permission to do that. And so what's happening is you have this civil unrest. I'm going to, and it's, it's actually cataclysmic. Um, you, 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 you will see 
how we are involved in all of this. And it's not a boring topic. Trust me, this is going to be very, very interesting. And you need to know what God's Word says. You need to know what's going on. And I did a lot of studying. I listened to rabbis. I listened to both Palestinian side and the Jewish side. Not, not on what happened. What happened is a terrorist act condemned. But the Middle East is a, is a, is a, it's a hotbed of hatred. And the difference is Israel is often in the defensive position where Hamas, you saw, that came against them, and then Hezbollah in the north, and of course you go back to ISIS. These groups want to eradicate Israel and wipe them off the face of the earth. And guess who else? You. Imagine, (laughs) Imagine the Mexican border. They want to kill us, and Canada wants to kill us. And you got rockets coming in all the time. That's the atmosphere they live in. So how did this happen? How, what's, what is going on? And two women who I highly respect at the first service, they teach studies here. Um, they said that was a, a great breakdown that we need to hear. And so that kind of gave me a little, a bit of confidence because I'm not sure, you know, where, where, if we want to use a whole Sunday morning for this, but I think it's so important. Um, and just, just so you know, cause a lot of people have, have seen Alex up here with this, his phone and camera. And uh, a year ago, it was about a year ago, year and a half ago, he goes, hey, if I start a TikTok account and I get a thousand followers, can I film it live? I'm like, yeah, sure, Alex, whatever. You know, sure, yeah, thousand, thousand people on TikTok. And guess what? Yeah, I got to, so I got to live, I got to live up to that. So thank you. And I think I saw comments, there's a Muslim watching too, or Muslims watch, they want... They want a Bible, and so uh, you never know who you're going to reach. Um, many of you don't know, but we reached thousands of people outside of this building, and that's why I have to be faithful to the call that God has given me. And sometimes it upsets people, but I have to look at the call that I have versus the, the feelings and opinions of others. Uh, although those you should take into consideration, right? I say the truth will offend you, but my attitude shouldn't. And I have to apologize for that from time to time. And we'll continue to do so until I'm six feet under. So let me tell you what's going on. I think we have a map uh, that'll really make a lot of sense. Okay. How, how is this little area causing all these problems? Right there, right? So you're going to hear arguments. Uh, and, and I think Israel has a lot of support right now. But when they go into Gaza and the, the, the they're going to go in and just it's going to be a while, and they're going to get rid of Hamas, and you're going to start just maybe hear things and see things, and then you're going to see, I believe, the Middle East turn on them. And uh, CNN's also already in that route. Uh, you're going to see this now, this hatred towards uh, uh, Israel and America. I don't know how long America will support it. But from a biblical perspective, a historical perspective, anybody heard of Abraham? Father Abraham? And God made a covenant with Abraham. He came from the Ur of the Chaldeans. You are. Ur of the Chaldeans. I'm, I'm just going to guess here. Right around in this area. He said, I'm going to make a covenant with you. Your, your, the, the, your people, your descendants are going to be as the sea, sands on the seashore. Not literal, of course, but so he comes in this area. Abraham does. And then he says, God tells him, your people are going to go into slavery for 400 years, 400 years. The reason is, uh, many people spe- speculate, but the Bible is a little bit clear on this. It said, number one, 
the iniquity of the Amorites has not yet been fulfilled. Meaning the Amorites are in the promised land. And God is giving them, I, I think, opportunity to repent like Nineveh or any other people, His mercy and His grace. So He says, because the iniquity, their sin, has not yet been fulfilled, you're going to go in. In other words, the promised land's not ready yet. So you need to go in. You're going to serve. That's the whole story of, right? I'm going to go over here for you. So they, there is a famine in the land. Where do they go? Who's in Egypt? Joseph, who's been prepared by God to be there. And now all the people, Goshen, uh, they come and, and they live in Egypt now for 400 years. A generation rises up that doesn't know Joseph. They put the children of Israel in bondage. And the Bible also says, and when you come out, you're going to come out with great substance. They actually left Egypt with all the gold and all the silver. Not all of it, but they took as much as they could carry. God calls Abraham from here to the here. Hey, the promised land isn't ready yet, so go down to here, wait 400 years, and I'm going to bring you back a Red Sea crossing. Remember reading about that anywhere? And the children of Israel had an 11-day journey to get to the promised land, but it took them 40 years. So if you're a grumbler and a complainer, I would repent of that today because that will stop the promises of God more than anything else I've seen. Yes, besetting sin, but the wrong heart, the wrong attitude will definitely do that as well. So God brings them out by his strong hand. Remember all the plagues of Egypt? He spared the children of Israel. Pharaoh lost the firstborn, all the firstborn of the land. They came out with great substance. And they hung out right here for a long time, a very long time. So as you can see, the land is the children of Israel's land from, they call it the, the, there's covenants with God, the Noah covenant, the covenant with Noah, the Abrahamic covenant, the Davidic covenant. And he, he makes all these covenants with these people. And that's his covenant. He's a covenant keeping God. He gave them the land. And then somebody by the name of Moses brought them out. And then who brought them into the promised land? Eventually Joshua and the warfare. There's a lot, boy, there's a lot there on the warfare. Walking into God's will is not often easy. There's warfare. And so they go in, they take the promised land, and that's where they dwelt. They dwelt there. Was that 3,000 years ago? Without my calculator, right? And so what happened, though, is God said, if you do these things, these blessings will overcome you. You'll be blessed in the field and you're going in and coming out. But if you disobey, then I will bring in enemies to judge you. Judges, Samuel, kings. You see the up and down of Israel. It's never that they lose the land that God gave them necessarily, but the blessings are gone. And they have to rule uh, they have to sit underneath the Philistine rule. Actually, I think the word Palestine comes from Philistines. And so you'll, you'll see them get the land, lose it, get the land, lose it. And then they're, then they're spread out all over. And, uh, what about Nehemiah? He's taken captive and Daniel, they're taken captive, but God always wants them to go back to the land, rebuild the temple, go back to the land, Nehemiah, and rebuild the wall. God wanted them to rebuild a wall. So does God's word have anything to say about borders? 
Yes, it's crystal clear on a lot of these issues. And so what is happening then is there's this constant tension. Anytime Israel is elevated and doing well, the enemy hates it. Like when Nehemiah went to build the wall, Tobias, wait, Samballat and Tobiah, those little stinkers, they said, what are these feeble Jews doing? And they got upset that they were coming to rebuild Jerusalem. And so the Jews dwelt there, and they would dwell there with, with, with those from the uh, Arab nations, Palestinians, and they would all dwell there. over. And then in, I think around 700 A.D. or so, you could see there was this big uprising, and, and the Arab nations went in, and they overthrew Jerusalem. And you heard about their crusades, right? And, and it was a terrible time there for many, many doing things under the banner of Christianity and taking back Jerusalem and, and all these things. But they, they still lived there. They still stayed there. And so they eventually over the years, you know, Camp David, if you've heard of that, the Camp David Accord with Jimmy Carter, and there's just always trying to negotiate. And, and so eventually, 2006, I believe, believe it is, the Israel gave up the Gaza Strip, and then they elected Hamas to be their governing body. People say, why would they allow them? Why would they elect them? It's a, why would they? Well, when you go to vote and there's people standing there with AK-47s telling you who you're going to vote for. And so you have this, and now you have this group of people here. We're going to kill Israel. <laughs> That's a lot different. That's, you're not defending anymore. Now you're the aggressor. And so that final, there's been going back and forth. I remember when they, when they took one of Israel's soldiers years ago, Israel gave them back a thousand prisoners. Do you remember that deal? What was that? 2000, I don't know, 11 or so. And then one of those prisoners is the leader of Hamas who orchestrated this whole thing. I don't think he's going to live very long, much longer. But um, that's what's happening. So Israel, after that massive attack, 1,200 people, women and children, I'm not going to go into what they did. I'm, it's, just, it, it's just inconceivable. And so for people to defend that really bothers me. Because you have to ask yourself, uh, you know, if, if George Soros is on your side and Hollywood and Harvard and the media, you might be on the wrong side. And, and so that's, that's why this is a big deal. And not only do they have Hamas here in the Gaza Strip, guess who's up here north? Hezbollah. And Syria is not real happy. Iraq's not real happy. Iran's not real happy. And Saudi Arabia was just going to sign a peace deal with Israel or some type of peace talks. Well, that's off the table. Now guess who's talking? So you have this whole area, pretty much. Egypt will, will you know, they're, they're, they're not letting, their, they're not opening their border to let the Palestinians in. Uh, when Israel will go in, they'll tell the Palestinians they have 24 hours to leave. Uh, you'll find that guess who's not letting them leave? Hamas. And so what they do is they use women and children as shields, real cowards, right? And they'll, they'll plant, they'll put their, their military uh, bases and things like that, maybe next to hospitals or, and that's, that's what they do. What they're banking on, what, what always happens, that's why you have people, even in our, in government, in Washington DC, these Democratic senators and congresswomen who are, who are not saying anything about the atrocities, not calling it for what it is. 
And we've got enemies within. We really do. Open borders for so many years have just allowed all these people to come in unvetted, unchecked. And that's why many people are worried. And you look at mainly who's coming in, guys in their 30s by themselves, not Hispanic. you got to be careful. doesn't mean we're unloving. The government is not supposed to turn the other cheek. That's my job. The government is not supposed to care for the sojourner and the pilgrim. That's my job. What's the government's job? To restrain evil, to protect. And people that came against me when I talk about borders, I say, okay, well, try this. Let me know how it goes. Tell, let, leave your house unlocked, door open, and windows open. Just say, hey, if you're hungry, you need some hot, hot meals, come in. It's open. You're not going to do that. Well, of course not. That's not wise. Exactly. You have to be able to help people, but also protect those that God has given you to protect. That's And that's the role of government. Did you know if you're in an airplane and the oxygen mask falls, that the mom is not supposed to put it on the two-year-old first? That's selfish. No. They're supposed to put it on quickly, and then they're able to attend to their family. You see how that works? And so we have this, this incredible upheaval with now everything is really unstable. So my point was what you're going to see, what Hamas does, it's called propaganda. So in the weeks to come, I, I say within the next, I don't know, three, four weeks, you're going to see this big shift, in my opinion, where they go into Gaza and it gets tough. Ground warfare is tough. And now the narrative is going to change. And you're going to have even more people coming against Israel, forcing them to get out uh, when, they, when they haven't removed that cancer yet. And my thought is, when Hamas creates an environment like this, somebody has to respond. This is wicked, it's evil, it's, it's demonic. And so that's where we find ourselves today. It is just straight up hatred. And it even goes back to Genesis 25, 23. I believe I have this verse dealing with, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, in between there, uh, two kids were born. One of the, uh, of, of the right lineage that God said, Abraham, right, and his wife. The other, Sarah decided to go get a handmaiden and make it happen on her own. So you have these two, you have these two different people groups right at the beginning. And this one, I believe, is talking about Rebecca saying there are two nations in your womb. These people will be separated from your body. One shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. That's not good, especially in the Middle East. They don't like that. It's always the older, right, is the head of the home. It receives the double portion, and the younger serves. So from the get-go, there's been a challenge. And many believe, and why, you know, that's unsettling, is Iran, for example, and if you hear imams, I-M-A-N, those are Iranian clergy, they want to usher in this major battle. They want to usher in this major fight. That's a little scary. They think they're rewarded for bringing in. And what's funny is they're looking for this person, which actually the Bible describes as the Antichrist or the one world leader. They're waiting for that type of person. And that means that's why they want to die for their faith. And so you'll see it's why, that's why they call it, um, uh, Islamic terrorism. And that's what it actually is. It's the two, the Judaism and Islam are, are fighting. And this is the outcome of that. Deuteronomy 28.2, 
And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord. But if you disobey, then all these things will come upon you. So Israel disobeyed. And this is what has come upon them. Different rulers and different kingdoms have have been over them. Did you know that? That Israel was going to be blessed of God. No army can come against them. But when they withdrew and they were disobedient, God said, okay, here, Assyrians, Babylonians I'm going to bring. Even at, That's what Habakkuk writes about. Habakkuk says, why are these armies coming against? Why are the wicked prospering? And God says, do not write down the vision, for in the end it will speak and not lie. For it is yet for an appointed time, but I'm bringing this army against you. And because you didn't listen now, I'm going to bring the Philistines against you. And that's how God often would, 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 would wake up his people. And so although they, def, they don't lose the land because God's promises are sure. And I'm going to go through a few of those. Nehemiah. He said 1, 8 through 9, Nehemiah 1, 8 through 9. Remember, now remember, Nehemiah is in bondage. He, 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 he has been, the people, the, Israel, the, the city, the city lies in waste. And he says, why should I not be sad when the place of my father's tombs lies in waste? And the king sent him to rebuild the wall. He said, therefore, God, I pray the word that you commanded your servant Moses back. He's going, wait way back, saying, if you are unfaithful, which they were, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you are cast out to the farthest parts of heaven, yet I will gather you from there and bring them to a place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. So obedience would put them back in the center of God's will. And that would happen. They would cry out to God for a deliverer. And what would God bring them? A judge. So the book of Judges is about the, the children of Israel drifting and then coming back to God, raising up a Samson, raising up a, a Barak, raising up, uh, you go down the list, and uh, Samuel and these different people he would raise up to bring the children of Israel back. But the regathering of Jerusalem, or the regathering of the children of Israel, let's say example in 1948, did you know in 1948, after thousands of years, they became a nation again? 1948, they became a nation again, because after the Holocaust, they were recognized as a nation again. And there wasn't anything they did though in that case. They weren't worthy of it. It was all by God's mercy. Because God made promises to David. I'm going to show you that in a little bit. It's almost like everything is fine as long as Israel is defeated. But when Israel starts to regather its strength and, and what the, the, why is it, it's, it's got one of the best, um, uh, landscapings in the world as far as growing and the water coming out and the defenses of Israel. And that's why they think, many people think they were caught off guard by what happened. I might talk about that in a minute, but I do want to talk about something that's very important. I don't know if I'm going to go through these or read them necessarily, but it is important because it happens in the Christian community. You ever wonder why some people, do you have friends that don't care about this topic at all? You know, I do. And, you know, I, I got it. Some people, you know, we don't, not many of us didn't care too much until this happened recently. But a lot of people believe and teach, and it really comes from what's known as the Reformed faith uh, or, uh, or the Reformation, Reformed faith, something called covenant theology. Covenant theology or replacement theology. 
And if you read, you know, I've read their books before. A friend of mine, you know, it's like, okay, they, okay, I see where, although I don't agree with them, I see where they're coming from. Because think about the word replacement and covenant. Israel was given this responsibility. God said, if you do this, obey me, follow me, I will keep this covenant with you. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.